0: Welcome to You Look Good, a podcast where we laugh and have deep conversations while lifting each other up. Today, I am joined by Shannon again.
1: Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I've been doing good. What's new with you?
0: I don't know what's new with you. What did you do today?
1: Oh, you know, manny petty, running some errands, not much. What do we think of the color? It's black. <laughs> i d- I try to go like a sage green <laughs> fall vibes
0: gotcha no icebreaker today since okay. w- you've already been here before um but i did kind of want to do something like a game ish i wanted to talk not much of an icebreaker but our a bunch of our firsts
1: okay so
0: i guess <laughs> it's, it's kind of gonna- like a game but like we can like, a- more elaborate it and stuff like that uh, Yeah,
1: this is gonna get me into trouble
0: not really <laughs> i i didn't Go crazy! First one, what was your first car, and did it have a name?
1: Um, my first car was a hand-me-down Toyota Corolla, champagne color, and it didn't have a name. But my friends and I always joked because it was a little like you know, little putt putt. We always joked that I had a hamster wheel inside, and I was just revving around. Was and that like the engine, town. or yeah, that the hamster wheel was the engine? I had a little <laughs> hamster in my Corolla that was just zipping me around town.
0: So no name. No. <laughs> yeah. Mine was a hand-me-down, too, but I kind of got lucky because my mom got, like, a brand-new Suzuki. Uh Uh-huh. So it was, like, an SUV. That was my first car.
1: Dang. And
0: I crashed it. (laughs) But it wasn't my fault, so Mm -hmm. that's okay. No, it really wasn't. When was your first public speaking a success? And I have mine already.
1: Public speaking success?
0: Like, where you, like, were proud of when you—because I'm assuming that you've done public speaking.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like I do public speaking a lot
0: (laughs) like in like like what's one that you remember that you were like oh I really crushed that
1: um I don't know if I have a specific in my mind but I really love um when you stand up and make a good cheers like you say your few few good uh, heartfelt words you congratulate you might touch on a story from the past I feel like a good cheers coming from a friend is, like, the ultimate. So if you can nail that down as a public speaking experience, Mm. um, then I think you've got it.
0: Did you do a – you were a maid of honor, right? No.
1: Uh, Yeah, for Luray's, yes. Did you – Oh, yes. Actually, go- <laughs> I <can't Hello>. <laughs> that one I actually got so many compliments on. <laughs> um, no, it was really amazing for that one. Um, I had worked on it for months and months and months and then just tied up the loose ends right before. Uh, But people came up to me after I did the speech of us, you know, knowing each other as little girls, growing up, going to college, and now getting married. Uh, People came up to me and said that they were crying in the audience. They were shaking that it was one of the best uh, maid of honor speeches they've ever heard. So... Definitely. Now I'll remember that one's at the top of my list. I was
0: like, that's what I thought you were going to say, <laughs> but you didn't. So. Well, thank
1: you for leading me there. Because I know. I
0: <laughs> Mine was, um, I had to, it was in um, speech class in college. And we had to like make a speech about something that we were passionate about. And I was working at Dark Tan. Mm-hmm. And so I made a whole presentation about the, everything about tanning. And like it worked, mm-hmm. like everyone was like, like into it i mean like it was pretty much my job because mm-hmm. i do that like i did that whenever it's a presentation whenever you go into a tanning salon and you're selling somebody on a membership exactly. and so i was pretty much just doing that same thing in front of like 40 people mm-hmm. but i was scared shitless because i that was my like first times and i did really well i got like a 90 something Nice. Yeah. Did
1: you know if anybody came in to get a membership at the, the Tanny's Lawn after? I don't think so.
0: I think oh, they – but they were just, like – they were, like – like, everyone was, like, intrigued in it. They were just, like – Yeah. I was talking about the UVA, UVB, like, all this difference.
1: Full attention. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, when was the first time you flew on an airplane?
1: I think I was one. Um, Whoa. And the only reason I know this is because my mom has pictures – of me, her and my dad and like the nanny lady that was helping out and they all went on vacation and I think she was still pregnant with my brother. Maybe he was one. I was two. but I have memories of being on my dad's shoulders and actually one of the volcanoes, um, was, um, uh, active and erupting. Ooh. And I remember being terrified and freaking out, even though it was so far away, it wasn't even on our Island. People were just able to see the volcano, um, exploding, But yeah, that freaked me out. But first trip was to Hawaii, and I remember absolutely nothing. So I'm going to have to redo that trip.
0: Wow. Mine was until 21. I do remember doing a lot of road trips with my parents. We did a lot of road trips. We like drove to Florida. We drove to Colorado. We drove to Pennsylvania. But my first time flying was to LA when I was 21 with a friend.
1: Were you scared at all? I was so scared. What were you nervous about?
0: I don't know. Nothing like nothing crazy, like nothing like, oh, it's going to crash. But like, it was just like, I guess like the takeoff, mm-hmm. like all that first experience. And stuff. Yeah,
1: it is kind of weird. Your stomach drops a little bit when you yeah. take off.
0: Now I'm used to it. I love it. Okay, since we didn't get to talk about this on the other episode, who was your first pet?
1: My first pet was a dog we adopted from a local shelter. And I've been wanting a a dog for so long. And my parents finally, for Christmas, put on like they made it like a little gift certificate thing and wrote, We can go to the pound and pick out a dog. Mm -hmm. So I was so excited about that. And he was a gold or excuse me, black lab mixed with a cocker spaniel. So like medium size, but super cute. And I named him Midnight.
0: Oh, cute.
1: (laughs) Very kid name for a dog. (laughs) Unoriginal.
0: And then
1: I have another one.
0: And then what happened after the puggers?
1: Oh, I've had so many pets. between. I was like that. I had rats and oh. mice and hamsters and another, dog, and oh, another no. dog. I was trying to segue
0: into because remember we were talking about last time that we didn't get to talk about the puggers. Oh,
1: I sorry. I mean, we can talk about them. I, I mean, have, I would love to. That's
0: what I wrote on my notes. <laughs> I was like, I want to talk about the puggers.
1: Okay, well, hit me with a question what's about the,
0: the pug. What's the story about the pugs?
1: so interesting story. And I love telling this because when people see us out and about all the time, they say, Oh, you know, you have two pugs. Are they always ask, are they twins? And I kind of just laugh under my breath because it's like, there's no way I can know if they were twins in Mm -hmm. the same shared, shared sack. And I always have to reply and say, well, they're litter mates. The mom had seven puppies. Number one, poor thing. Shout out to pug mama. You were carrying (laughs) around a load. (laughs) And, um, so I got one Atlas and then about a month later, the lady called me back who had them and said, there's one left. And it was the other one you were thinking about getting, uh, do you want oh, him?
0: Sweet. And
1: I said, sure, I'll take him. I had to go home, ask my boyfriend for $500, call my landlord, make sure I could <laughs> do it. <laughs> so, you know, maybe not the pre-planned, uh, experience, but we went and picked him up and, uh, went ahead and named him a uh, in honor of his Chinese heritage.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so how long have you had them?
1: So they were born. They were Christmas Eve pups. So December 24th. And this. 1997. <laughs> they're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> the, they would be in Guinness Book of World Records. And uh, this year they are going to be 11 years old. Oh my goodness. So they're definitely getting a little gray. But the, as you know, they still have their spunk.
0: Those are my puggies. Mm. So I moved to Dallas. So this is my first actual pet. So I had um, a Yorkie when I was growing up. And her n- name was Princess. And she ran away. Never saw her again. So I miss her. But she wasn't technically mine. She was kind of like the house pet. Mm-hmm. No, like it was all of us. Like she was already there. But Ollie is like my first actual one.
1: And how did you get Ollie?
0: Yeah. So I was living in Dallas and i met some guys like a gay couple um and they would invite me to their house all the time and they had ollie which actually his name was oreo i thought it was super tacky but it's fine (laughs) it's just because he's like black and white and he has like a black round spot on the side of him and um one day they texted me out of nowhere they were like hey like our apartment complex Is not letting us keep ollie we can't really keep him right now do you want to take him since we know that you've been over at the house and you've met him and you love him i don't know i was like contemplating it for a long time he got his shots he has everything he was a lot smaller than what he is now but yeah i said yeah and then
1: any regrets
0: sometimes (laughs) (laughs) the first couple of months honestly i was really i was having a hard time he'd chewed up all my shoes no he pooped all over the place <laughs> like he would like whenever i put him in the kennel he would like non-stop bark and my it was like during covid so my roommate would work from home and she would be on meetings and my i would be working
1: mm-hmm.
0: and she'd be like dude Ollie will not stop barking like you need to do something about that and I'm like
1: he almost lost his home
0: I know it, but
1: y'all push through
0: I know I love him though he's cute I don't know i just wanted to catch up a little bit it's a little ice I guess it could be an icebreaker yeah I don't know I had a hard time last week I was so nervous because you know we talked about it about my last podcast
1: oh yes yeah <clears throat> <laughs>
0: you space out?
1: I just didn't know what we were
0: talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I had a, my, last, my last podcast. Um, <laughs> you
1: just said last week we were talking about it.
0: No, yeah, yeah. This is just um, mm-hmm. a fun little episode with mm-hmm. Shannon again. And it's a lot better since, like, not that I didn't like last week's episode. But it's just, like, a lot more intimidating when you don't know somebody versus now and we're just like two friends talking Mm -hmm. so it feels a lot better so i asked this before on a different episode also if you wrote a book about yourself what would you title it and what would it be about and follow-up question if you could make up a reality show what would the concept be
1: okay you'll have to remind me the parts but (laughs) um i would definitely write a book about getting laid off and I would call it How to Lose a Job in 10 Days.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> and the reason is... But
0: this is about your life.
1: Getting laid off has been my life. Okay, the last okay. Okay,
0: okay, 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 gotcha, gotcha. Well,
1: I think it's interesting because I end up in these positions where companies keep downsizing. And as we know, it's just the economy. A lot of things are up in the air right now. Uh, but I was talking to my father a few years ago when this exact same situation had happened. And I told him that um, those who cannot teach do. And so I was going to interviews and I said, I clearly can't land an interview I always, or land a job. I can always make the interviews. I can go through one round, two rounds, panel interviews, but I'm never getting selected. So I said, I'm just going to quit life and teach people how
0: <laughs> to actually do interviews. Okay, like a TED talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of. Okay.
1: So I would write a book about that. And again, an our an ode to our favorite rom-com, how to lose a job in ten days.
0: Is that an actual Is,
1: No, it's how to lose a guy in ten days. Oh,
0: okay. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. So I just thought it'd be funny to do a play on words with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, so I think it would be more about a survival guide of how to handle uh, when you get laid off, uh, tips and tricks um, about, you know, applying for unemployment, how to work side gigs, keeping your spirits up, activities or things you can do, um, because I know it can get scary. So I think that would be an interesting book uh, to share with people out there going through the same thing.
0: I would read it because (laughs) I have not worked since August.
1: (laughs) and then what was the other one a reality show
0: yeah if you can make up a reality show what would the concept be
1: Oh my gosh, I love reality TV so much. So this is kind of hard, and so many different, you know, topics have already been done. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, of course, the Kardashians. I love Naked and Afraid. I love Project Runway. I would definitely have to say, I don't know, maybe you know, even a little something gross, throwing some weird stuff just to freak people out.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you do something like a, like a house concept, like where you put strangers in a house?
1: no i think those are a little tired um, that's
0: what i would do well not like a necessary like big brother survivor like put a bunch of change. just like a local oh well i guess they did that for netflix in austin they did one of mm-hmm. those i kind of like that i would i would want to do something like that
1: that one was definitely a little more uh i think more genuine than yeah. some of the ones like in mm-hmm. past like mm-hmm. real world and things like they that. like
0: got they went out and applied for jobs together and like. I don't
1: know. Yeah, it was definitely a more true living situation. I agree. All right, let's say this. It would definitely be something more in the kind of fashion sector. Maybe it would be making outfits out of um, random objects. Like one day it would have to be food. One day it would be metal scraps. One day it would be um
0: you look you do like a diy uh
1: uh-huh so i think it'd be really interesting because that's when people's creativity comes out so kind of forcing people to use odd materials
0: yeah so i wasn't gonna um this wasn't a part of my notes you walked into my room where by the way that's where i record noticed my okay that's fine (laughs) (laughs) i had to check what quote would you get like painted on your room
1: I actually, I don't know if I should answer this. I think this is what you need to tell me. What's something I say all the time?
0: Puggles. <laughs> <laughs> Puggers. <laughs> no, you need to come up with it. Because I wanted to tell you why I put that also.
1: I would put.
0: That's I don't say that all the time. It's just something that I wake up to a lot and I think about.
1: Oh, I thought you said that.
0: I don't say that a lot. Okay,
1: that's fine. Weird. Maybe I just made that up.
0: Maybe you, like, hear me saying it, but I don't say that frequently. <laughs> I can picture it, yeah. It's not something I say frequently.
1: A quote in my room. Okay, this is going to be super cheesy, and this is a shout-out to all my nerd friends out there, Game of Th- Thrones friends. <laughs> uh, oh, no. <laughs> there is a quote they say in one of the episodes um, when they're at the, the Night's Watch, and I think Aegon's dying. And he is passing away and he says, I had a dream that I was alive. And I always just think that's so crazy because it bends the difference between what we know is like reality dream and Mm. if we are alive or not. So Mm. he could have been dreaming his life and then actually
0: going dying
1: and going back to his reality or he would be in reality and drive. But he said, I dreamt I was alive.
0: That is crazy because my next question, this always happens to me, but my next question was about dreams, but story behind, okay, that's fine. I haven't had any suicidal thoughts in a long time. Good. And it's because there's this, I don't know, do you watch Americans has Got Talent?
1: No, I mean, I know what it is. Obviously.
0: There's this um, girl that made up a song that's called It's Okay, and it's really, really pretty. I can show you after um but it's it's just pretty much like she sings really well and it's a song about her battling cancer and she's she just keeps saying it's okay it's okay it's okay and it just kind of like made me think about like what's like something that can pull reel me back like when i'm having a bad day Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then i thought about i didn't want to i didn't want to put it's okay because i was like eh cheesy i was like okay that's fine yeah So that kind of stuck. And I was like, every time I wake up... Because I sleep on this side of the bed. Yeah. And I wake up and I just say... I mean, like I said earlier, I haven't worked since August. And I'm just like, okay, that's fine. I'm applying to jobs. I have a good support system. um, Unemployment. But still, okay, that's fine.
1: Yep. So it's kind of like a
0: shrug shoulder kind of thing.
1: (laughs) Well, I really like it because it's... You know, I think a lot of people... Well, a lot of therapies today talk about how you can't control everything. You have to let things go. I mean, yeah. obviously, you need to be putting ba- your fourth, your best effort, right. work hard, play hard. But again, the universe is a crazy thing. So if you're able to say, OK, that's fine. That's how it went. That what's mm-hmm. happened. I think it's a really nice way to show release. And I, thank you for sharing that with me because I definitely want to take yeah. that into my daily life.
0: Yeah. But yeah, you talked about dreams. Have you ever had a lucid dream? Are you like a lucid dreamer?
1: Very much so, and it's even more wild that you uh, asked me about that because well, you're the
0: yeah. I don't know why I put it. That kind of like fell into.
1: So a girlfriend of mine probably two days ago posted on Instagram and said, "Hey, does anybody know?" Um, any like dream groups or people that talk about lucid dreaming. She said, I'm such a wild dreamer. I'd really like to connect. And Mm -hmm. so I messaged her and I said, that's so wild. I said, I'm a vivid dreamer, lucid dreamer. I mean, even just last night I woke up and I said, that was a wild ride we went on. And so we were talking about trying to find either like a dream mentor here in town, dream groups to be able to kind of discuss and break them down. Uh so I think that would be really neat to try to get out. And of course, you know, Austin's quirky. Um uh, there's yeah. got to be something like that out there where people who do dream like that can come together and really share their experiences. But I definitely have dream journals. I used back in Albuquerque I used to go to a dream therapist where we would break down and analyze my dreams. So I've definitely kind of dabbled in that area before.
0: What's like have you ever had like a I don't know if it's the same thing a but
1: premonition?
0: It's one so one time I had this dream okay so explain to me how, what this is. I was meeting with, I was supposed to meet up with a friend for happy hour at four and it was like one, one o'clock ish. And I told her, I was like, Hey, like, I'm going to take a nap. I'm like really, really tired. So I fell asleep in the, in the couch and fell asleep, blah, blah, blah. In my dream, I'm in the couch. Like I'm visualizing me on the couch and I wake up and I like, this is like still the dream. And I wake up, I look at my phone, it's 4.20. I have like 15 missed calls for my friend. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm late to happy hour. So like I get myself up. This is still in the (laughs) dream. Get myself up, go in the shower, take like a five-minute shower, get up, call her. And I say, hey, I'm so sorry, I'm running late. Like two minutes later, I wake up and I'm like, (gasps) and then I look at my phone, it's 2.40.
1: So what that might be considered is like the beginning stages of astral projection.
0: Oh, Jesus. What is that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's that was really a big word. awesome. So it's when you're in a dream state, you can take yourself and like travel. I mean, you can go to like other countries. You can go to someone's house. It's really crazy. But yeah. the fact that you are dreaming outside of your body, but control it, you know, like I saw about, my
0: whole house, like yeah. I went from the couch and. Ran all the way to the shower, took a shower. I remember putting the shampoo in my hair and running out and calling her and hearing her voice and being like, "Hey, I'm so sorry, I'm running late. I'll be there in like 15 minutes."
1: That is so wild, but so so cool. Crazy. I want want you to do it again.
0: (laughs) No, uh, that was scary because I called (laughs) her like I was freaking out. I woke up sweating.
1: I bet. Yeah, that's so crazy. Do you have
0: any dream experiences like a weird one?
1: Um, shoot, I know I've had some, I think maybe less dreams cause I just have wild dreams, but nothing that I can say translated to like the real world. But I do have moments of intense, intense deja vu, uh-huh. um, where that has to get into, I think more like parallel universes, um, mm-hmm. like you're, you are, or fate, um, whichever you prefer, but that you're, you are supposed to be where you're supposed to be is one way of interpreting it. Or that you, you've you done it before. And it, oh, that's, okay. yeah. Understand. So I don't know. This is really weird. But when I was a kid, I was in the horse stalls and cleaning stuff up. And I had these rags that people used to clean the tack with. And I spent putting one back and I put one and put another and put a third. And right when I did that, I was like, whoa, I have totally done this before. And like in a life, like, I don't mm-hmm. know what, but I was like, this is the weirdest sensation ever. So I have definitely a few like that that I recall as far as kind of like supernatural stuff. Yeah.
0: Have you ever like, what is the other one that's where you can't get up?
1: Uh, sleep paralysis. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: That's not dreaming, right? That's not technically considered. There...
1: It's like, I think you're right. What There's if you, another one. What if
0: you know that you're like dream like dreaming and you want to get up, but like you're still asleep, but like you can't. I guess that's still
1: Yeah, I think it is. Because I've definitely had that before where I was like, I'm awake and I would like (laughs) like to move my body and I can't.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What do you think you need more of and what do you think you need less of?
1: Uh, I need more time reading. Uh, I have a lot of books that I've gotten halfway through or books that I would love to dive into. I think the older I get, I do enjoy it more. I just don't carve out time for it it's easy just to get home and flick on the TV, you know, instead of actually letting your body rest and hop into a good book. So definitely like to do more of that. And what I like to do less of is I'd like to do less of my e <laughs> <laughs>
0: It
1: gets I, during the week. It's not too shabby, but you know how it is. You get a little touch of that booze on your lips and mm. it's just nonstop all night.
0: Um, have you ever been in love, like in love?
1: I want to say yes, but it's also so hard because I don't feel like there wasn't the devastation that you would assume comes with a breakup with a love. But I can definitely say that I love that person as, as romantically and as a human.
0: Yeah. What bad habits would you be willing to give up for a relationship? <laughs>
1: Well, again, tell me what bad habits do I have? Well, (laughs) (laughs) let let me know.
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't know. I've never been in a relationship with you.
1: you spend time with me. I think that
0: you just overanalyze a lot of things. (sighs)
1: So you know what that comes from? And I've been working on it in therapy is so she's told me that quote unquote diagnosed. I'm neurodivergent. So people have either a neurotypical brain or a no- neurodivergent. She said I'm neurodivergent and I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. So those are things they're working on. I don't know. I'll tell you a habit. I will not be able to give up dating. That's a non-negotiable. What? I have to fall asleep with the TV on.
0: Oh, I do that. Okay.
1: okay. So we can we a- can date. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. One time I was I wasn't dating this guy, but I like I slept with I had a guy over. And I had, like, my TV on. And I had the lights on, like, the LED lights on. And he was like, it's too bright in here. And I was like, it wasn't at this house, actually. It was at another house. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, it was pretty bright. And, yeah, I was like, I was like, I need something to sleep with, you know, like, background noise, I guess.
1: So what do you think it is <clears throat> for you that you like about the background noise? Or what does it do for you?
0: I guess just... Because if, if I go to sleep with no noise, I overthink. Like, I, like, get in my head. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what am, what am I going to have to eat tomorrow? Like, and then I just start thinking about all these other things. And it doesn't help me concentrate. When, instead, I, like, usually when I go to sleep, I'll put reruns that I already know what's happening. So, like, Mean Girls, obviously, I'll put Mean Girls. And I, like... I'll fall asleep to, like, me quoting it instead Mm -hmm. of me thinking about, or, like, if I just put, like, reruns of, like, TV shows that I already know what's going on.
1: Yeah, same, 100% same. That's the best way to do it, because... Then you can easily drift off to sleep.
0: Yeah, and you don't have to think about anything. Yep. <laughs> um, what other bad habits?
1: Bad habits that I'd be willing to give up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What about
0: that you know that you have?
1: That I think I can answer better.
0: I have one too after you. Bad habits.
1: I don't know. Does eating in bed count? I totally eat in bed. And some people find that weird.
0: I eat in bed. I think it's a bad habit more of like personality like for me okay i'm thinking i get mad really fast like it's from like zero to a hundred we could like be having dinner and having like the best time ever he does one thing wrong and i'm just like he would fuck you you know pretty much like i go like
1: but you said willing to give up that's that implies I, that like you have control over it so do you actually have control over it and you would be able to give it up? Easily? I would
0: like I would work on it. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Work, you know, yeah. Because I understand that I do that because I look back at it and I'm like, dude, I was being a bitch.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I could definitely think of things I need to work on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not willing to give up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely what I would need to work on. I've already been working on this regular, but trying not to interrupt. I get really excited about stories. I just want to pop in and say, oh, you do do that. So I've really been trying to take a breath, actually focus, listen. So that would definitely be one I'd want to bring to the table in a relationship.
0: But like you said, it's really just because you're interested and you just want to know more without the story finishing.
1: (laughs) Yep. <laughs> it's that ADHD. I'm like, I need to ask 10 questions about this one part before we can move on.
0: <laughs> Anything else that comes to mind
1: that I need to work on? I don't know. I feel like I have a temper too.
0: I think maybe we all do secretly. Some people handle it better than others.
1: Some people are Mother Teresa, and the rest of <laughs> us um, are just us. <laughs>
0: Speaking of Mother Teresa, what's your idea that comes after death?
1: Ooh, this is a good one. I hope that it's nothing. I hope it's like, you don't remember anything before you're born. I hope it's just like that when you die, because what could happen is that there are other options. And with there being other options, there means that there would be bad and good. And then that really freaks me out that people, people's souls could actually go to bad places after Mm. death. Uh, I've, I've been looking into this a lot and, we are made out of energy and energy can never be killed like energy forever exists. So then it makes me think that that's not the case. You don't just cease to exist after your death there. Your spirit is floating between universes and multiverses and who knows. And that's why everybody says we're having this human experience. So I don't know. It's really tough question because it could be nothing or it could be our souls will end up in another dimension doing some other type of soul work that it needs to do
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: have you seen the movie uh, what dreams may come
0: Mm -mm.
1: so it's a little bit of an older movie but it is such a mind f movie so it talks about how people when they pass away they create their own heavens or, or their own hells So if you died happy and on a good note, you can you go to what your heart would want a heaven to be. So this guy passes away. Oh, I like that. Yeah, and actually Robin Williams is the main actor in it. Um, so Robin Williams goes to a world where it's all a painting, and his wife's there, and the or excuse me, the kids are there, the dogs there, his friends are there, people are fishing, they're playing baseball, like all he would want in his version of heaven. His wife during this movie commit suicide and if you commit suicide you're first you're damned to your own personal hell. And mm-hmm. so she is and he has to go and find her in her own hell and it's in a beach house that they love but it's all c- collapsing and she can't find her kids and she's mentally disoriented and that freaks me out because i think our minds can create the worst of the worst for us. So the thought of actually Going to your own personal hell is, like, a devastating thought to me.
0: Yeah. That kind of reminds me of, remember, you watch Suicide Squad, right? Yes. Remember when the witch is, like, giving them the image of what they're... Like, remember where Harley Quinn was in, like, cooking with the Joker and she had her hair curls and with all the babies? Mm -hmm. But that was just, like, the image. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to, like, switch over to her because she... You remember that scene like at the I very so. end and they she gave them like all what they wanted like remember the guy that blows up in house on fire and kills the wife and the son or something like that i don't
1: know it's, it's pretty much minute, but yeah
0: yeah it's pretty much just the witch giving them like the perfect life like what they envision what they want mm-hmm. their life to look like that's kind of what i think that you're saying yeah ish i don't know
1: damn We'll have to do a movie night and we'll watch that
0: movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I got.
1: Okay, great. That was some good topics. You really made me dig deep in there.
0: I know. That was I felt like that was I mean, you were pretty early on though, too. Like in the
1: Yeah, in you definitely start- um, have, you know,
0: I've gotten my flow for sure. Yes. Do you have anything for me?
1: No, Just twirl's hair. I love <laughs> twirls hair. Well, I will say this. I think, um, compared to last time, like you said, when I was over here, I think you were still getting things revved up. Uh, coming into your room the design the aesthetic um everything you've set up your confidence like i was even just asking you hey can you help me with podcast stuff on my own i want to more for a family recording project but i just want to say i am uber impressed like
0: thank you you are you
1: are doing it babe
0: um i do want to say just because you're here i i think wait we've already talked about this i'm rebranding yes so i'll definitely need help with that from you um i will this is the first time me saying it too i did want to say it on this episode but i will be taking a little mia little hiatus all of december so my last episode is going to be on november 29th will be the last episode for this season and then yeah all of december i'll be out just working on graphics and trying to make this a little bit better not that it's i love it right now but i just kind of want to elevate it
1: and you have a launch date for
0: it's probably going to be that first week of january so january 3rd awesome january up. 3rd
1: hit the ground running
0: january 3rd i want to come back it's going to be a wednesday as always but yeah anything else any last words
1: no, that's it. Just I love you AB wavy baby 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 baby.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Join us next Wednesday for another episode. Follow me on Instagram at you look good pod if you have any suggestions or if you want to come on an episode. My name is Abraham Alvarado and you look good